Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. I am so grateful that you've tuned in again on this morning at 11.15 a.m. Thanks for listening to my buddy Greg Williams and Greg Horn earlier this morning. Those guys do a tremendous job. And today, I've got exciting news for you uh, about Encounter and the ministry, our official Bible study that we've been working on as far as getting it edited and redesigned and putting it in book form is officially out on Amazon where you can purchase it. Just look for Encounter with Bill Reeser, Encounter Bible Study, where hope can be found with Bill Reeser, and purchase one today, and you will be blessed if you do this Bible study. You'll be extra blessed if you do it with a group of people, Uh, but I I, want to I want you to pick up this book, pick up this Bible study. It will bless your life. In the Bible study, there's going to be 12 Anchors of Hope. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Anchors of Hope later this week uh, and throughout the rest of the month, as well as early uh, May as well, too. We're going to be going over all the Anchors of Hope. But today on the Encounter Radio Show, I want to talk to you about actually an Easter message I did Uh, Not this past Sunday, but on Easter Sunday, uh, about eight days ago, and I I did it Church of the Savior, and I want to share this message with you over the next couple of days. It's going to take me a few days to share it with you, Uh, and I want to encourage you, and the reason why you're thinking, well, why is Bill Reeser on the Encounter Radio Show doing an Easter message when Easter is, is past us now? Well, every day is Easter for me. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you should celebrate the good news of Easter, that he is risen, therefore you are forgiven every single day. It's not something that we celebrate once a year. And there was a profound message that the Holy Spirit gave me for Easter as I shared the hope of Easter. And the message was really this simple. The message was this, and and it was a download from the Holy Spirit as I was driving into church that Sunday morning on Easter Sunday morning, and the weather was beautiful. I heard the Holy Spirit whisper this into my spirit. He said, Bill, just tell them that I love them, I want to forgive them, and I just want to be with them. I love them, I forgive them, and I just want to be with them. And And the whole message of Easter is all about what my son did for them so that he can have a relationship with them, not just on this side of heaven, but for all eternity. So we can pick up the Easter story in the book of Matthew. Go to the end of Matthew, chapter 28. I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 10 and then skip over to verse 16. And here's what it says. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. I love this picture. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. What an incredible scene. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. That's the Easter message. I love that. He is not here. He has risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you 
into Galilee. Now, that's a key word, Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy and ran to his disciples. So they're not walking out of there. They're running out of there. Part of them is afraid. Part of them is filled with joy. And they're heeding the, the command and the what the what the angel told them to do. And on their way, let's pick up the scripture where it says, suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. He didn't say this, but if it was me, I would have said, I'm back. And and they came to him. They clasped his feet and worshiped him. They just knelt down and worshiped him. That's what you do when you get into the presence of Jesus. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There's that there's that place again, Galilee. There they will see me. The, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. That's verse 16. So today I want to remind you of something that we celebrated uh, just about eight, eight days ago, the good news of Easter. And I want to share the hope of Easter with you on this Encounter radio show. You see, for over 2,000 years, many have said it was the Jews who crucified Jesus, uh, some said it was the, the religious leaders, the Romans who crucified him. Many have, many have said it was me and you and our sins that put Jesus on the cross. But scripture, however, shows us the truth. It was Jesus all along. The book of John, uh, verse 10, verses 17 through 18. These are the words of Jesus. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. You see, on Good Friday, several thousand years ago, Jesus chose to lay his life down and die on that old rugged cross. But here's the good news, friends. He didn't stay dead. After three days, he rose again and walked out of that grave, conquering death, sin, the grave, and the devil in the process. That's crazy love when you think about it. And the complete undisputed evidence of how Jesus demonstrates his love for you and me. So if you're listening to the Encounter Radio Show, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited did you get for Easter? How excited do you get for Easter? How excited do you get? When you think about what Jesus Christ has done, how he defeated the cross, the death, death, the grave, our sins, came back from the dead, that he's not dead, he's risen. I mean, I get excited about Easter every year. I mean, I was just so excited on, on Easter Sunday. I'm still excited today. I'm not sure if you can tell, but I'm excited. I remember 20 years ago, uh, I was visiting my Aunt Gracie in North Carolina, in Hickory, North Carolina. And we decided we decided to go to church. Uh, my my whole family grew up Catholic, and I've been to some really good Catholic Easter services throughout the years. But for some reason, I don't know why. Maybe it was North Carolina, it was new new surroundings. My expectations weren't that high for some reason. And it was a fairly large church that we get into, and everyone seemed to be pretty stoic. Uh, nobody was really smiling. They were just. Everyone had their heads down. People, you, you know, just appeared to be there. They, it was like they were supposed to be there. I don't know if they wanted to be there. And uh, and then the priest came out in, in a long robe. And for a second or so, I, I thought he was just like everyone else. But the moment he started to speak, the moment uh, 
his words about Easter came out of his mouth, I saw a smile on him. And then I saw an excitement from this priest. And I got to tell you, it was probably the best Easter sermon and service I've ever been to in a Catholic church in Hickory, North Carolina, because that priest looked at everyone and he said these words. He said, people, today is Easter. You know what that means? And he started screaming and yelling in, in the most excitable, the most joyous way. He said, he is risen. He's risen. He's not dead. He's not on the cross. He's not in the grave. He's not in the tomb. He's alive. He's alive. And he's jumping up and down, jumping up. And the people are in their seats. They don't know what to do. They're looking at each other and say, what do we do? What do we do? I don't know what to do. Something happened to our priest. Well, the priest got excited because he knew the significance of the Easter message. Now, I tried jumping on Easter Sunday at my church, but I only got about a half an inch off the floor because I used to have a 44-inch vertical leap. Now I'm jumping to conclusions, and I can't jump, and I can't dunk a basketball anymore. I can dunk donuts, but I can't dunk a basketball. But I got pretty excited. I really, I even ran off the stage and started running down the aisles. I was so excited about Easter. Now listen, the three words you're going to hear over and over uh, on Easter, but I, I hear them over and over Uh Throughout the year, every day when I wake up, is that he is risen. And I love those words, that he is risen. But you see, those words make the following statement even more powerful, and that is that I am forgiven. So if you're listening to the Encounter Radio Show, he is risen, therefore you are forgiven. And my question for you is, are you forgiven? Are you forgiven of all your sins? Because there's this thought that a lot of people think, that if they just acknowledge what Jesus did, or if, if they're a certain denomination, then that takes care of everything. But you're not forgiven until you, until you ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior and receive him into your heart and ask him to forgive you of all your sins, and then all your sins are forgiven because Jesus takes your sin, he became your sin, he died for your sin, and he rose from the dead for your sins, but you have to confess, repent, and turn away from your sins for you to be forgiven of those sins. Now, everything changes when you can say, he is risen, therefore I am forgiven. So I want to tell you and challenge you today on the Encounter Radio Show, don't just focus on his death, burial, and resurrection, but how your life is brought back from dead things. Be the chain-breaking, grave-robbing, overcomer God brought you back from the grave for. He's alive. I'm telling you today, he's alive. I'm not jumping up and down, but I'm, I'm pretty excited He's alive. And listen, if the grave can't stop Jesus, the grave can't stop you. And if the grave can't stop you, what can? If God is for you, who can be against you? This is an amazing message that many people miss. That this is the abundant life, the life of victory. A great victory was won on that cross. I'm going to be talking about that tomorrow and the next day about this great victory. But let's get back to the text because what we have is a double message in this Easter story. And the first message is he's not here. He's risen. He's not dead. He's alive and well. He's a living hope. Now, there's a lot to unpack in those statements, but the questions we need to ponder, even reconcile, is what did Jesus actually accomplish and finish when he, when he came back from the dead? 
Because it's important to note that what Jesus did on the cross is referred to as the finished work of Christ. And I've spoken about this many times on the Encounter Radio Show. And, and so for the remainder of this show and for most of the show tomorrow, we're going to be talking about what Jesus accomplished on the cross, what he finished for us. You see, whatever you don't trust, you're going to try and accomplish in your own strength and fail every time. You can't pay for something that's already been paid in full. You can't accomplish something that's already been finished, and you can't do something that's already been done. And so that's that's the finished work of Christ that Jesus, listen, Jesus didn't say I'm finished. He said it is finished, meaning he, he came and completed the mission that his father sent him to do. It was because it was the whole mission of God through Jesus Christ to forgive. Jesus himself said in John 3, 16 and 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. The world might be saved. It was his mission that whoever will, irrespective of background, uh, or what they have done, or the depth or depravity of their sins, that anyone who would come to him, that he would forgive them. And that's an amazing thing when you think about it. Now listen, we live in a broken world because God is love, and his love is pure and holy, and God made us in his image, and Adam and Eve sinned, and they ruined everything, and we inherited that sin, and we live in a broken world where nothing, I mean nothing, works right. I've been telling a lot of people this week, I said, not, the government doesn't work right. The weather doesn't work right. I mean, I mean, you can put a fortune teller, a psychic, a false prophet, and a Kentucky meteorologist together, and none of them can tell the weather. Uh, none of them can predict the weather. Uh, but tomorrow we're going to talk about what Jesus finished on the cross, how he's holy, and how sin separates us from God. I'm so grateful that you tune into the Encounter Radio Show and that you did on this Monday morning. So grateful for your support. Thank you again.